Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live, episode 63. We're almost ready for the senior discount. I am Jim, joined as always by Tom. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm great. Uh, senior discount's interesting because, you know, a couple more episodes, we're going to be ready for retirement, but let's not say that. <laughs> that's, yeah, we're, and that's not, yeah, we're not planning on retiring. So uh, we don't, we don't think, anyways. Um, funny story, actually, you, you saying that uh, makes me think. So there was another guy named Jim that works for the organization that I do. Uh, this has been probably three, four years ago, uh, who'd worked there quite a while and was, was retiring. And he worked in our national office. And, and so an email went out about his retirement. I think they were doing like a card shower. You could share thoughts with him, send him a card, whatever. Um, and it went out to everybody who worked for the organization that I work for. And this coworker of mine uh, who works in another department within the organization, but we certainly know each other, comes up to me at a, another event uh, at the place where we work. And she comes up to me and says, congratulations. And I said, on what? And she said, you're retiring. And I, I sat there and looked at her and it wasn't clicking with me, like what was happening yet. And I said, do you know something I don't know? Like, should I be talking to my boss? <laughs> like, you know, like, and she's like the email that came out. I'm like, no, that's Jim, you know, and gave his name who is like 67. I said, how old do you think I am? <laughs> so yeah, she thought I was retiring, which uh, I am not in an age anywhere close to that. Uh, nor do I have the financial resources to retire, or I would. But um, unless I'm winning Powerball, it's not happening anytime soon in my life. How about you, Tom? Got that retirement plan all kicked up for a couple years from now? Not a couple years, no. no. <laughs> this, we're, we're playing the long game for sure. Playing the long game, yeah. That's I think that's what most of us are doing in life. So, Well, we've got a few things to chat about today, uh, one of which we just didn't get a chance to talk about last week, I think because we hadn't maybe seen things, if I remember right, and we had a lot of other things we wanted to talk about. But we want to talk about some AEW today because, frankly, it's Tom and I's favorite thing in wrestling right now. So uh, I think that's still true for Tom. I know it's true for me. Uh, so we didn't get a chance to chat through last week. Um, but pulling up the results here, I've got them. Oh, yes. So last week's Dynamite. Holy stuff. Starts off with uh, the eight-man tag with the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Adam Cole, baby, against Danielson, Christian Cage, uh, and uh, Jurassic Express. There we go. I don't know why I was coming up with a hard time with that name. So uh, that eight-man tag started off, and it was crazy. It was high spot after high spot, uh, crazy amount of moves, quote-unquote, with a Z on it, I guess. Uh, but it was a great match, I thought, to start off the show. Uh, I know we've had some folks, uh, some friends of ours, who have thought that uh, it's a little bit weird that AEW se seems to be starting out with kind of main event matches at the beginnings of shows, which has been... On, I, I understand why they do it on a Rampage. I think it's a Saturday night's main event style um, on Rampage where they want to put the best thing out first because it's later at night. Um, but I, I don't mind them doing it on Dynamite either, especially when every week there's like two or three matches that could be main events um, on the show. So you've got that that eight-man tag to start, and then they have the ladder match to finish the show, which we'll talk about as we kind of go through things. Um, but that eight-man tag, I thought, was an amazing start to Dynamite uh, to kick off the show. I know, Tom, you weren't there for a minute. Are you back? I'm. Yes, I am. Yep. There you are. 
Yeah. Um, you no, think about the start of last week's dynamite. It was hot, and so and one thing I I I, I, I think they're doing really well, and they've actually done this with Rhodes to the top two, and it started with Sammy Guevara's title win. Is they're 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 teasing out things. So like I want to say like the entrances for this show, they 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 tease them on either on social or on YouTube or somewhere. Like they wanted you to come and get excited, like because because these guys were in the ring ready to go, right? Okay, and like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So so and then and again framing it back to the Guevara title win right. when, when he won, they did an interview on the, on like the first commercial break of roads to the top. And that's when well, I thought that was brilliant actually. Yeah. Because they want people to watch roads for the top, obviously too. If you were like, eh, I don't think I'm going to watch that. Oh, but they're going to talk to Sammy in the first one. Well, I'm going to watch at least do the first commercial break and maybe end up just watching the whole show then. Yeah. 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 No. So this, this start was, was super, super cool. And what a fun match. Uh, I, I apologize. I was dealing with um, some stuff in the background here as, as we were launching this morning. Again, it, it's ironic because we talked for nearly an hour before we hit record. So, uh, <laughs> we, uh, you know, it's just the universe uh, in play. Uh, I don't know, man. Everything about the – and I think we joked, and I, whether, I don't remember if this was online or not uh, or on recording or not um, – the elite, the super elite, the super click, the click of the elite, the you know double tap click, super kick, elite, super trap, whatever. Up, up, down, down. No, wait, that's somebody else. Yeah. Um, anyway, whichever combination of guys that you have here, um, they, they've been fun, and they've and again, you can tell they 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 love each other. They 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 have great camaraderie. They want to entertain. Um, yeah. Seeing them go at it, it's been great. Yeah, and. I agree. Super fun match to start. Uh, I, I have to say, like, Brian Danielson right now is so pumped up every time he's in that ring. Like, the energy he exudes in his matches. Not that he didn't at the end of WWE. He did. But I don't know. It just seems like it's on another level right now. Like, you can tell he's just jazzed um, to be able to do what he wants the way he wants with the freedom he has. Um, I it, I'm loving it. I'm loving every time he steps in the ring and he's got two big matches scheduled for this weekend, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, probably. Um, loving every bit of it. Um, speaking of one of those people he's going to be facing uh, later this weekend is Bobby Fish. We saw him make his in-ring debut for AEW and have since learned that he has signed with AEW. So Bobby Fish is in. Um, I, I got to admit, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I thought Bobby Fish would end up back in Ring of Honor, to be perfectly honest. I thought that was a or back at the PC as a coach if he didn't want to keep working. Um, so I didn't see AEW coming for Bobby Fish. That one surprised me a little bit. But uh, I thought he looked good with Sammy. I thought he and Sammy had a good match. Uh, anything you, you thought, Tom? Yeah, no, I agree. I thought it was a really competitive match. Again, we talked about when you know I kind of spoke to the surprise that I thought of Miro losing the title to, to Sammy. Um, and maybe that it was going to be a, a quick transition, and maybe it still will. Again, Bobby Fisher didn't think to be that guy, but how how and what they're going to do with Sammy Guevara going forward and Miro for, as well seems to is is something of of, of high interest to me. So um, I, I'm excited. And correct me if I'm wrong. We have not heard from Miro officially. I mean, I know he's been on Twitter and stuff, but on Dynamite or Rampage, we have not heard from Miro since. That is correct. That yep. is correct. Yep. I think that's going to be very interesting to see what do they, you know, do they hold him out a little bit? Do we get Sammy and Miro again at full gear maybe or something? Um, 
or, or that would make a that would make a lot of sense. Um, right. It also would make sense to go a different direction too, because that's the one thing with AW. I feel is they don't necessarily go. This is this is the this is the 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 trope, the pro wrestling trope, right? So. Oh, a hundred percent. They they don't always follow that, and sometimes I've called them to task for it. And but they more often than not, even when they've zigged when I thought they should have zagged, it's worked. They've made it work. So they've kudos to them. That's part of what I love about them is sometimes they do things that I don't understand, but they've earned my trust to go. Okay, I'm going to let this play out and see. Like I can say right now, I don't love this thing happened. And we talked about this with like the the Hangman Page thing. I didn't love that thing happening, but in the end, I enjoyed Christian Cage and Kenny Omega. Um, our friend who does some work with them uh, said that we would be we would be happy when it happened, and he was right. I, I was okay with it. Um, I still want to see Hangman Page and Kenny Omega too, which is also what they want, is for me to still want to see that. And uh, we'll talk more about that maybe here in just a little bit. But uh, Darby and Nick Comoroto, I it was fine. Um, Darby, so here's my only thing with that. Darby, obviously, they're programming with MJF, which I think is a great, I love two young lions going at it. I think that's going to be really good. I don't know that I needed the thing about his dead uncle being brought into it. Um, but you got to admit, you got to figure Darby was the one who pitched that or at least is okay with it. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, that really, you know, MJF as a character in about in in the way he takes those shots, he has he appears to me to have almost unencumbered liberty on the mic when it comes to. And again, I know that these guys are all professionals and they're probably having a shared understanding about what's safe and what's not safe and what's touchable, what's not touchable before they go to the ring and before they do these segments. But there's something completely different about MJF and how he. You, and again, it goes back to when the when the build for the Brian Pillman match was happening, uh, when they were in Cincinnati, and now this. What I do think is interesting is, you know, Darby had the, had the Punk thing, and a little bit of like the 2.0 Daniel Garcia thing. I'm having a hard time recalling right now, as much as I love AEW, just keeping track of all of the moving parts, what Darby's last... Oh, no, it was Ethan Page. So I apologize. I just remembered as I was talking. So his kind of his last big major feud was Ethan Page. And he wins that feud. And then he kind of has the, the 2.0 Daniel Garcia space and then the punk and now, and now this. I think it's really interesting to program him with MJF. Conversely, I think it's interesting that they're programming MJF with him because the pillars conversation that came up in a promo a few weeks ago, the four pillars of AEW for the future are MJF, Darby, Jungle Boy. Do you remember the fourth? I'm forgetting it right now. It's another young guy. Sammy? Is it Sam? Maybe it's Sammy. I think it is Sammy. And, he, and, 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 and I would agree with that in terms of um, when you think about 10 years from now, who are going to be the main event players. I think all four of those guys, plus others, I'm certain. Oh, absolutely. Um, with the value and with the um, the level of importance that AEW still gives to wins and losses, this feud before it's even really unfolding, because there's gonna, they're gonna we're gonna get to a point where they have a match. It seems like it's setting MJF to get the win here, and and that's okay because. I, I think if there's any talent in AEW who can afford to lose all the time and never be hurt, it's Darby Allen. 
but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a hard time going, is this the right time? Like, and, and, and it is, is this part of a bigger argument that there's just too many pieces in the, in the toy box for Tony Khan and for AEW? Uh, yeah, I think so. If uh, I have to assume these two are going to work at each other at full gear, MJF and Darby, I have to admit when we get to our head to head on that, like looking at it right now, now as the story plays out over the next couple of weeks, maybe that will push me a direction or two. This will be a coin flip because it, it will it will come down to do I think this is a one time match or do I think this is going to be an ongoing feud that probably will determine who I would think would win that match because I, I agree. Like MJF has been incredibly protected and I think still has only lost two singles matches. And that was Moxley and Jericho. Um, that's, that's big, big time. If you put Darby Allen in the, you know, now he's the third, um, which I could see them doing. So I think that's going to be interesting. The one thing that annoyed me slightly at the end of this match, and I it it annoyed me, but it's not like you know whatever, was they had QT Marshall come in after the match, and he drops Sting with a, a diamond cutter, and Sting just completely no sells it, stands up and hits him with the Scorpion Death Drop. I actually thought they should have had Sting sell the thing, because now if Marshall hits it in any other match you've just downgraded everybody else that it actually puts down. Um, like I thought him hitting it and then running out of the ring, you know, would have been fine and how dastardly QT Marshall is. And I can't believe he did that. And even if he had sting, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they had to knock him out and have him play dead for 20 minutes or anything, but I don't know. I just didn't love the 62 year old guy completely. No selling. I realize QT Marshall isn't a main eventer, but he's a piece you're using and he's a piece you're using as a dastardly heel. I'd have been totally fine if they went next week to Darby and Sting versus QT and Camarado, and then have Sting drop him next week and you know get his get his win, whatever. I don't know. It just annoyed me that 62 year old Sting completely no sold the diamond cutter. Um, that's or 60 whatever year old Sting. I'm I think it's 62. Um, yeah, that is what it is. Um, soapbox for a moment there. Uh, Serena Deeb, Hikaru Shida. I thought this was great. Um, and I loved the ending. Um, so they first bring out a trophy that has Hikaru Shida's name on it already that says first to 50 wins because they were pro promoting that if Shida won, that was the thing. She was going to be the first to 50 wins. So they already had a trophy made with Shida's name on it. I would be very interested. What I didn't hear them talk about was like, who's second on that list? Is anybody even close to 50? I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Uh, Nyla Rose is at 45. Uh, so not that far behind. Yeah, Nyla Rose is at 45. Uh, uh, Ty Conti 39, and then and then Brits at 33. Interesting. I wouldn't have put Ty Conti in the top three of that, but um, she got a lot of dark and dark elevation wins back in the day too. So, um, and they booked her really well. They've made Ty Conti another one of those WWE couldn't figure out what to do with an NXT and AEW went, uh, you could just have talent look good and win matches. That's a thing you can do. Um, like they didn't even get super creative with Zyconti. They just let her win. Crazy how that works, huh? Um, and then connected her with Anna Jay and, and the dark order a little bit. So, but, um, 
Okay, so so Nyla Rose is at 45. Let's be honest, Nyla Rose not winning a ton of matches right now, um, but only would have to win four to get to where she is. And then, you know, you could have the race to 50. That could actually be interesting to do. But I loved that, you know, they didn't do a promo with Serena. I assume we'll probably get that this weekend. But to me, it was Serena was saying, you already had this trophy made. You had a foregone conclusion that I was going to lose, and I didn't lose. I beat you because I'm better than you. And that's why she smashed the trophy over her head. I, I love the She idea. walloped her good. That was she did. She did. I don't yeah. know if that thing was gimmick to break the way it did or not. It probably was, but she walloped her good. Or if she didn't, it looked like she walloped her good, which is even better if that's what happened. But whoo. Um I like heel Serena because I feel like Serena is just kind of I mean, she was injured for a while now, but even as NWA champion, like I kind of feel like she was. She was there, and she was always – you always knew she was going to have a good match, but there wasn't a lot of character in what she was doing. Uh, I, I'm interested to see this. I, I like it. And and Serena Deeb, you know, two, three years ago, somebody would have said Serena Deeb is somebody I'd look forward to watching week in and week out. Not that I – I liked Serena Deeb back in the Straight Edge Society days and that. I enjoyed her, but if you would have told me in 2021 – I'd be looking forward to seeing what Serena Deeb was doing in the ring. I probably wouldn't have believed you. Um, but, man, she's good. And Sheeta is, I mean, Sheeta's one of the top workers in the world. Man, man or woman, I think, right now. Sheeta's great. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I agree. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. So, as I was watching that play out, you know, clearly there's, there's, there's now motivation to have these two do this again. Um, you know, does Sheeta get the 50th win over someone else and not deep, but then deep holds that over her head. Right. And like, and even if she does get to 50, like does she continue to lose to deep until somehow, some way they put something else at stake. I, it, in some ways I almost like, I don't know. Some people would have a problem with this. So, and, and maybe I'm Vince Russo booking here. Um, I don't think I'm Vince Russo booking here, but um, what, what if you have Sheeta beat Kylan King or, Somebody like that, like very lower level, maybe wins a match on dark every six times they're out, but doesn't, you know, has maybe five wins overall in, in AEW. And I don't know how many Serena has because she was kind of in and out, you know, when she was with the NWA stuff and then she got hurt, unfortunately. But but Serena Deeb is obviously, regardless of how many wins she has, she's far higher on the total pole than a Kylan King, let's say, or a um, Maddie Renkowski or somebody like that. But you have she to beat them and then... You have Deeb saying, you know, you couldn't beat somebody at the top of the hill like me. You had to go and beat Kylan King, which I realize kind of downplays Kylan King. But let's be honest, they're not doing anything with her right now. You can always rebuild her down the road if you want to make her featured in the future. And I think they do. Um, I think she's somebody they're definitely, she's a project for them, you know, to, to work down the road. A couple of years from now, Kylan King might be one of the top wrestlers in, in the women's division. Um, I don't know. That would be interesting to have she to get that 50th win, but almost have it be like, almost slightly heelish in that she gets that 50th win against somebody. Yeah, of course she was going to beat that person um, and have the, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wanted the glory. See, I was right because the best heels are when they actually believe that they're right. And actually when you even look at it and go, I mean, they've got a little bit of a point, um, but they're going about it the wrong way and they don't, they shouldn't be a jerk and they shouldn't be cheating and they should be hitting people with trophies, whatever. Um, PSA, there's never a reason to hit somebody with a trophy, people. Um, so, I, 
I think it'll be interesting. I think that could that could play out well. And the other thing I love, and AEW is doing a really nice job of this right now, and and they need to by when they're adding in the TBS Championship, which I guess we didn't talk about. Uh, was that this week or last week? Or they announced that they announced that in the uh, the early part of this dynamite that we're talking about. Okay, so they announced the TBS Championship. So we didn't talk about that. Um, the I guess secondary women's title, although they're being very clear that it's like the TNT title, it's not a secondary title. Blah 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 blah. It is, um, but but you can book a secondary title where it doesn't have to feel like one. And I think they've done a good job of that with the TNT title. You look at ECW, the ECW TV title was just as important as the ECW world title because they booked it. Paul Payman booked it that way. I think Tony Khan's done a nice job with the TNT belt that way. Um, so you can with the TBS. I love that they're giving women who are not in the world title story other things happening. So you have Deeb and Sheeta, you have... Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, and um, Jade Cargill um, having their beef. You know, there's there's different things happening with some of the women. So it's not just Britt Baker and her challenger of the month. Um, I, I, I think that's good. And I think if they're going to have two titles in that division, they've got to be able to do that. And I, and I, and I like that they also are not saying these are lesser than titles. Right. The... The challenge I find in that is how the wording of the title is given. So, for example, when you call it the women's world title or the AEW world title, you're not calling it the TBS world title or the TNT world. Like the, the, the insertion of the word world title means you are the champion of the world in that division. So, and again, I'm not advocating for them to take away from that, but I feel like that's just that's a sticking point that will forever remain. So even if you say we're not booking them as anything other than equal, the name connotation assigned creates that intentionally or unintentionally. Where ECW, I believe it was the world TV title. Um, Ring of Honor is the world TV title. Um, uh, world TNT title sounds weird. It does. Uh, so I understand why they don't do it. Um and, and yeah, I also realize there's a branding thing going on, obviously, there with their partners and Warner Media and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's dumb. Yeah, the logos on the belts are matching the logos of their, like, like the, if, you know, if you pull up your station guide when you right. go to that channel. It, yeah, they look they look sharp in that way. Yeah. Um, you're glad they got rid of the red strap when they started with TNT. That was a... Um, but <laughs> the... Um, so, so if you had to guess, we haven't seen brackets yet or anything. I hope they do a 16 woman tournament. Don't do eight, do 16. Let's and start this thing like now. And then I would assume the TBS title is the finals are the first rampage that's on TBS January 5th. Um, that makes sense to me. Right. Um, so do a 16 woman tournament, spread it out. You got plenty of time between now and then. So you don't have to have four matches. Don't show them on your YouTube shows. None of the tournament matches should happen on your YouTube shows. Have them on Rampage. Have them on Dynamite. You got three hours of TV every week. Make it work. If you had to just throw a dart today, who's winning that tournament, Tom? I want it to be Jade Cargill because I don't want Jade Cargill to unseat Britt Baker. Uh, Jade's my pick, too. That's <laughs> that bit show, as she says, which... That didn't work. Um, T- TBS, TBS. Yeah, right. I understand that that bitch. You got to come up with something else. That show didn't work. I don't know. Um, yeah, I I think that's Jade's belt to win at this point because obviously they're hugely behind Jade. She's coming along in the ring. She's not 
she should not be the one to beat Brit. Or if she is the one to beat Brit, that shouldn't be for like a year <laughs> from yeah, now. Yeah. Um, she's not ready to be that champion. Maybe is ready. Maybe, maybe for the TBS. I, I am going to push back a little bit. I do think they should wait on starting this tournament until after full gear, which isn't too far in, in the future. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we're getting a world title eliminator tournament leading up to full gear, which the finals will be at full gear, which is a whole nother ball of wax. And again, we don't need to pontificate on that. It's probably eight men. Um, yeah, we'll find out on Saturday, I believe. That, yeah, they're going to announce it on Saturday. Um, which, good segue, this leads us to the main event of last week's Dynamite, the Casino Royale ladder match for the poker chip, the AW World title shot. We knew going in it was Moxley, Archer, Hardy, Andrade, Pac, Orange Cassidy, and the Joker. The Joker turns out to be our long-lost buddy, Hangman Adam Page. Um, did, did you expect that's who the Joker was? I did think that that's what it yeah, was well, going to be. Um, that or that, that, that's what. That's who I, it, it was going to be. Um, I thought it was great when he came back out. He look, looks great, looks happy, fun to be back. Um, again, in, you, you can... It, <laughs> You can never plan a pregnancy is the statement I was going to make, but you actually can plan a pregnancy. I mean, and funny story last week, we're sitting on the couch <laughs> with my son and my son goes, dad, how do you plan to have a baby? And we and haven't had that. We haven't, we haven't, <laughs> we haven't had that talk with him yet. Right. So I, didn't, I certainly didn't go, well, you know, there's a stork that shows up and there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a bundle in his beak and you know, he leaves him on the front porch. So it didn't, didn't go that route, but like, it's me, it's my son and my wife, and we're in a three row on the couch. And as as I'm as I'm dancing around, but also trying to be very transparent in the conversation, my wife's in the background going with the throat slash, like, stop talking <laughs> about this now. So anyway, so back She's to hang around for her baby to grow up yet. Well, and, and, and so we generally, as, as a rule of thumb with our daughters, have kind of had this talk when they turn 11. My son won't be 11 until next August. I'm not sure if we can make it that far because the kid <laughs> the kid likes boobs, right? So, like, that's the title of the episode. Two Star Monkeys Live, the kid likes boobs. Sorry, that'll get us an E rating. Right, um, yeah, we better not do that, but, uh, but um, there's there's your there's your Easter egg for this episode. <laughs> if we ever go through and pull out, we've talked about like create an open for this show and pull out just sound clips that that feels like it has to be in the open. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if negative one likes boobs. I'm sure he does. I I, I don't know why I went there. I apologize, listeners. <laughs> Thank you for the last 15 seconds, and let's just erase that from your memory. Um, uh, those of yeah. you who stayed with us are saints. <laughs> um, so Paige. Wife has a baby. That's why he had an absence. Again, the timing of that couldn't have probably happened better because you had CM Punk, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, all out, all these big things. And again, we still got the good Christian Cage, Kenny Omega, you know, issue, mini feud, title challenge. Now he's back in the mix and getting in, in this match was crazy. Uh, that dead eye uh, on Pac from the ladder. Holy cow. Like, A, Adam Page's knees. B, Pac's being. Like, the fact that his soul didn't, like, leave the mat and, and ascend to the <laughs> heavens after that, after he landed on the mat. Um, good golly. Like, that that was, that made me really nervous, that, that spot in the match and how, and I'm glad that they're, 
seemingly healthy and well after it. Um, lots of personalities here in this match. Like, wow. Like, wow. Um, but yeah, Paige, Paige gets the gets the chip in the end. And um, by virtue of that uh, chip, now seemingly will be the next challenger for Kenny Omega. And that's probably at full gear. I was going to say, and Tony Khan alluded to yesterday, and I haven't read the full article. I just saw the clip or the uh, the headline on Twitter, so I, I probably need to, you know, crackpot research team would talk about him every week, um, that it sounds like it will be at full gear, which is interesting because only a week or two ago, you and I both predicted that Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega would have a world title match at, at full gear. I, please, please, Tony Khan, if you're listening, do not book Omega, Page, and Brian in a three-way. Don't do it. You, I don't. You I don't do think. It. I don't think you that they will. Yeah, but don't do it at pay per view. It's. It's. I'm going to go off on a side rant here for 20 seconds. Um, the Ring of Honor Choose Your Experience group we've talked about before. A number of people have been posting their hoped for final battle cards because final battle has been announced for December 11th. Love it. Great idea. The number of people who are booking multi man world title matches. I'm like, stop it. Stop it right now. One on one. Have a world title match. I. Ah, I don't. I don't like when world title matches are multi-man matches for the most part. Unless you tell me a really good story why it has to be those three or four guys all in the same match. Or, or you're doing it to protect somebody. Somebody's hurt, you know, maybe the champ's hurt, and so he can't work a full one-on-one -on -one match, so you do a three or four-way so that, you know, you can kind of work around that. I understand sometimes you have to. It doesn't appear to be a situation here. Don't do it. You can have that three-way match someday. That'd be a good match. Don't get me wrong. They'd find a way to make it a fun match, but don't do it a full year. Um, thanks, Tony Khan. Glad you're listening. Um, so, the, so then the big question for me, as these brackets will come out Saturday, and again, I don't want to begin to go, who could be? Because, again, this is a flipping loaded roster of talent. But if, <laughs> This could be a crazy tournament. I mean, you could book eight guys into this tournament, and I could book another eight guy tournament that I'd be like, you forgot all eight of these guys. What are they doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. My, my, my wondering before we even see who's here, is this going to be how Daniel <laughs> Brian Danielson gets his uh, shot? That that's my, if, if, you know, somebody made me make a prediction today without seeing the brackets, without knowing if he's even in the tournament, although you kind of think he should be. Um, that's my bet. And that's also, if you're not going to do Danielson Omega at full gear, that's how you get away from doing Danielson and, and not have the crowd freaking out that Danielson doesn't have that match. Until they announced the tournament, I thought they would go Danielson Cole, maybe. Um, and that might that could still be the finals of the tournament and sign me up. Um, if that's although I could see some people being upset that it's two newcomers, WWE guys, whatever. Shut no up. They're afraid no of you. Um I, no, no so way. I wanted to add no, 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 that, that to that opinion. Like these, yeah, okay. yes, they yes they were employed by WWE, but we need to get past that. As as WWE has released 111 people in the last three years, nine of them have gone to AEW. Like yeah, I think that's going to bring some yeah, ridiculous. Then, the, the narrative doesn't land anymore. Um, here's here's an interesting thought. Did you happen to see the 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 photo that's going around? On social media, I believe it was Tony Khan at the game last Sunday for the Jags. He has what appears to be like a program, and he has a notebook. And on that notebook, it's 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 a it's a three three or, or um, like a spiral bound, and it appears to have a pen written 
draft card of full gear. I have not seen this photo. Okay, so I it's it's hard to it's hard to read because it's you know it's so think of just if you were standing you know four feet away from me, three feet away from me, and you're holding on to something with something with you know something that you wrote in your handwriting. And I don't know if your handwriting is good or not. Regardless of that, we all have our handwriting style. So think of that and think of it being like held like across his the front of his body. I'm you looking at to, it right now, yep. Yep, so you have to kind of like pinch and, and, and scroll and, and you know, make it larger to even think what you're seeing. You know, it looks like Jade Cargill, Thunder Rosa is on that list. It looks like Adam Cole, Christian Cage is on that list. It looks like Kenny Omega and Hangman is on that list. It looks like Young Bucks and, and Jurassic Express is on that list from what I could see and from yep. what I think I could read. Um, I've, I've got, I, they actually have, the whatculture.com is what I'm looking at right now. And they have, uh, they have what it, what it said. Like they've deciphered what it says. Okay. Do you, do you want me to read it to you? Yeah, please. Yeah. O Omega versus Page. John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. So finals of the tournament, then it doesn't. It doesn't have any notes for like title or what, but that would make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Inner Circle versus American Top Team. Okay. MJF yep. Darby. Yep. Yeah. CM Punk versus Wardlow. Okay. Interesting. Punk does seem to be wanting to work with the younger guys right now, which which makes okay. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. Christian Cage versus Adam Cole. Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. You said. And it says matches for Britt Baker and Cody Rhodes are listed, though their opponents are unclear. The spot next to Baker's name is blank. Rhodes, meanwhile, has three options. Malachi Black, Andrade El Idolo, and Miro. Okay. Okay. So I brought that up because when you mentioned the potential thought of Adam Cole versus Brian Danielson, uh, something that's been in my in the back of my mind as I've been watching AEW and just thinking about wrestling in just the day-to-day -day fandom that I have. Um, it's what will be the first loss for the big three. And, and I'm calling the big three CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and Adam Cole. You could, you could extend that, and, and, and not, arguably not big three, but Andrade, even though he was in the ladder match, and that's considered a loss, not a pinfall loss. And then Malachi Black as well. And, and, and I don't know that we need to necessarily dig deep into this conversation today, but I, I want to like throw that out for something that I think will be a guiding thought of our future conversation. With what you just laid out to me, I don't see Wardlow defeating CM Punk if that match materializes. I right. don't see John Moxley defeating Brian Danielson. I think that actually helps Brian Danielson, not that he needs more validation, but win over Moxley, who is a current pillar of AEW, um, to boost Daniel Bryan. Gosh, why am I going to Daniel Bryan today? I don't know why. <laughs> the Brian, Brian Danielson into the into the shot against Omega uh, that's already been earned uh, by, by, by virtue, in my opinion, of the draw. Um, makes a lot of sense. The, Moxley probably is the guy second beyond Darby, who I think could is Teflon in AEW. Uh, a loss does not hurt that that talent almost any time. Um, and again, I also see Adam Cole defeating Christian Cage in that space. So I, I think their winning streaks, singles-wise, continue on into the future. I agree. 
Um, yeah, and I, and I think it will be interesting because AEW has done a nice job of protecting guys as they've come in for the most part. If they're if they're at the tippy top, obviously Bobby Fish, you know, lost to Sammy. I'm assuming he's wrestling uh, Brian Danielson on Saturday on Dynamite. He's not. He Bobby Fish didn't get that first win against Brian Danielson. Um, but talk about a technical. I, that'll be fun. That'll be really fun to watch. Uh, it's it's funny. Sometimes you can put together a match where I know exactly who's going to win, and I don't care. It's still going to be really fun to watch. Um, and Brian Danis and Bobby Fish, who probably have crossed paths at some point in New Japan or somewhere. Um, I don't have that. I had a tab up earlier. We were looking at Danielson Suzuki, also happening Friday night. Talk about that in a second. Um, but I would assume uh, Danielson and Fish have crossed paths. And there's probably somebody yelling at their screen right now about some time that I'm forgetting. I'm pretty sure they had a match in Evolve, and I'm pretty sure it was amazing. That, that sounds like it makes sense to me um, as well. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. I mean, AEW, goodness gracious, they can just put together stupid matches at this point, stupid amounts of matches that uh, actually... Bobby Fish, there he is. Um Yes, they did. Evolve number four, in fact, uh, which was titled Danielson versus Fish. Um, so there's your sign. Only, I'm pretty sure they had a match. Um, and then a bunch of tags in Noah. I'm sorry, that makes more sense than New Japan when I, if I just stopped and thought about that back in the Noah days um, with guys like Kenta and Taiji Shimori and Ricky Marvin. There's a name I haven't said in years. Um, they were all on the same side, though, in Noah. So they've only had one match where they've been one-on-one. So this will be the second True. time ever that they've. And it's been 11 years. Much like, much like Brian Danielson Omega a few weeks ago. It was only the second time they've ever met in the ring. True. And Danielson Suzuki will be only the second time singles match that they've met in the ring. They've met in some tags before and have also tagged. Um, well, let's talk about Dynamite just real quick. Um Dynamite. How about Rampage? We'll do Rampage. <laughs> we'll do that first. Um, <laughs> CM Punk, Daniel Garcia, another good Punk match. Um, and you and I both said Daniel Garcia is a star on the rise. Now, at some point with Daniel Garcia, you're going to have to give him a win over somebody that isn't on dark. Um, or somebody that is, even if the win is on Dynamite, it can't be against fill-in dark jobber here. Um you got to start giving him some wins, I think. Not you, Don't have him beat CM Punk. He, now, could Daniel Garcia be the person who eventually beat CM Punk? Sure, but only if you're doing that eight months to a year down the road. Um, not that it shouldn't happen Friday, that's for sure. Um, but it didn't hurt Daniel Garcia either to lose to CM Punk. Um, and I like that they went to the Anaconda Vice this time. Um, he used to go to sleep the first couple of matches. Um, I like that he went Anaconda Vice. I thought that made a lot of sense with Garcia because it's a little more map-based. Um, I thought that was just brilliant. And, hey, we're back to the long tights, which I thought was fun that the uh, – especially the wrestlers on commentary were kind of busting him a little bit. Um, I, I don't know if busted chops is the right word, but a little bit on, on Punk with his long tights versus his trunks. Um, hey, the man's trying to make sure he can sell some extra action figures, so you got to have a couple different gears, right? <laughs> Punk is nothing if not a merchandiser. Um, <laughs> what were your thoughts on that, Matt? On yeah, no, I, I I liked it as well. Um, due to a number of reasons, I got really behind on watching wrestling last week. Um, 
so much so where I think there was like the longest stretch of this calendar year where I went from like point A to point B and no watching wrestling in between. A number of factors contributed to that. I had my daughter home from law school for the weekend, um, lots of other family events going on. Um, and again, the time just wasn't wasn't available to watch wrestling. What I am finding is if I don't make it a priority to watch Rampage, even if I don't know what happens, my desire to really get excited to watch it on demand tends to waver. And I and, and I don't think that's anything to do with AEW. I think that just has to do with all of the different things that I'm involved in. Um, so that's what I'm going to pin that on. Um, again, I think there's a little bit, and we talked about this in the past with AEW, even though I think they've done worlds better than what they were doing when we were at Daily's Place. Knowing that a show is in the can for me, does heart hang a little bit over the head of it and of me. So as we approach Friday, knowing that it's going to be live does change uh, my view of the show. You know, and, and, I, and, and, here's, and I want to be really clear. I don't look for spoilers. I have not been spoiled on anything with any pre-taped Rampage to date. So that's not a factor here. The only thing I've been spoiled, I'm the same way. I do not read Rampage spoilers. Funny thing is I used to read SmackDown spoilers all the time. So I don't know what that tells you. Um, back when they were taped, the only thing I've been spoiled on a rampage was homicide um, appearing. I didn't know much of what happened, but I knew he appeared. Yeah. So no, and 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 clearly, like back to your point, when we brought up the potential Wardlow match. Punk is definitely working. I mean, the Darby match is a dream match, so that made sense that that be where he began. But since then, Hobbs, Daniel Garcia. Seidel, which is not really like a, a, a young talent match, but something's there with Leo Rush. So the Seidel match got got made because he went to Leo Rush, the LBO. Um, so we have the HFO and the LBO. Um, anyway. Can I just say, Leo Rush does nothing for me. Like, he's okay in the ring. He's maybe even good in the ring, but I'm so tired. And I and I know there's some mental health stuff there and and... and you and I have talked, you know, uh, mental health obviously is super important. And I want Leo Rush to be okay as Lionel Rush, I think is his name. Um, if I remember, like as a human being, I want the guy to be okay. But this I'm retired, I'm back, I'm retired, I'm back, I'm in, I'm out, I'm here for three weeks. And then you don't see him for eight months. I, I don't know. I, I, well, it makes it hard for me to get behind him. So think back to, he he pretty much broke onto the scene, like the, the national scene, quote unquote national in like 2016, correct? When we were in Dallas, he was focused on that in that Ring of Honor show, didn't he? The big match with Jay Lethal. I think so. That sounds about right. Okay, so like, so think about like 20, you know, April of 2016 to October of 2021, five and a half years. And, and, and if you were to look back, and if you were to use Cage Match and look up Leo Rush and think of all and see all the ways that he's been active, it is a very non-scripted like path guy was in WWE for the longest time ring of honor. And they didn't use him super. I mean, other than they did for a little while as cruiserweight champ and then, you know, Bobby Lashley's mouthpiece and all that. That was dumb. I mean, they used him poorly. Shocking WWE. Yeah. And, and so just, just re really something. So I'm, I'm going to go on the opposite side of your opinion about rush. I, he hasn't done anything that makes me dislike him. And I think that the ceiling is high. 
but he is going to have to deliver here soon. So I don't want to say he doesn't do anything for me because I think I see talent there and I think I see potential, but the execution of that is going to be something that really needs to bear itself out or play out in reality in, in the, in the months, year to come, what have you. I will say though, if Leo Rush can get me more Dante Martin on TV, if they're going to pair those two together, it kind of seems like, you know, they're certainly teasing something there. I, I'm all for that. Dante Martin is somebody I like a lot. Um, so if that gives him a little more character and a little more something to do, cool. Uh, if Seidel comes along for the ride, I'm okay with that. Um, it would certainly be the first time they've given Seidel any story, you know, really with what he's doing other than the whole third eye or whatever weird um, thing they do there. He does. That's a Matt Seidel thing, not an AEW thing. Um I did think the promo, though, was a little bit weird setting it up because Seidel was like, look, I'm sick of your crap, Leo. I don't want any want anything to do with you. So I thought we were setting up like, and then Dante's going to turn on Seidel and Dante's going to go with Leo and Seidel's not. And then Leo Rush is like, I'll get you a match with CM Punk. And he's like, absolutely. If you can get me a match with CM Punk, I'm in. <laughs> like, that was a little bit weird. Like, he was totally against everything Leo was doing. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, you get me a match with Punk? I love you. Um, yeah. I'm sure that will play out more, though, on Friday. So we'll see. Indeed. Well, and 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 an exciting tag match followed that that punk match on Rampage with and, and exciting in that I think it's just the scratching of the surface. I'm super high on the acclaimed. I love Bowens and Caster as a duo. Um, you know, the acclaimed and the street profits are kind of like teams that I wasn't really big on at first, and I thought there might be just one star in the mix, but now that I see more. Both guys are equally talented. Again, Max Caster with the with the freestyle and the rapping is a whole different level. Um, kind of for me, similar to Montez Ford and his charisma. Uh, but but again, you can't slight Angelo Dawkins. You can't slight Anthony Bowens. So this match against the Lucha Bros, very good. It fit just nicely where it did on this card. Uh, and again, the 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 big question is now as we approach this weekend. The Lucha Bros have the AAA titles on the line, and it's an unnamed masked team. So that's going to be interesting to see. And and, and they're, they're allies, or they're they're connected somehow in some way to Andrade. And and, and two things are interesting in that to me. I, I, I'm interested. I always love mystery opponents. Like, I, I just think that's fun. Sometimes they're disappointments. But um, last weekend at, triple, at AAA, um, Andrade gained two new associates, whatever you want to say, in Ingornopolis, in Dragon Lee and Drillistico, who used to be Mystico, uh, who you also used to be the original Sin Cara. Um, if Dragon Lee shows up on AEW, my head might explode. Like, I just may not know what to do with that. Um, and if I get to see the Lucha Brothers against Dragon Lee and Drillistico, holy stuff. Now, yeah. I'm also... And Not Dragon Lee's on Ring of Honor TV this weekend also. So, right. like, you know, it's the Rick Rude thing where he's on both right. shows at the same time. And I'm not really expecting that because of Dragon Lee's contract with Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor and AEW have not necessarily opened that forbidden door just yet. Um, and I feel like if they're going to... Now, this wouldn't be necessarily Ring of Honor opening it. It would be Dragon Lee, you know, depending if he has the ability to do that um, in his contract. But if he doesn't, and it's Ring of Honor doing it, I would think they would do it in a bigger way. I would think you would have, you know, Bandito or somebody, you know, your champion or 
the Briscoes or, you know, something like that would, if you're going to do that. So I kind of think it's not them. I saw an interesting just, and, and it may have been like, it wasn't a website, like it wasn't PW Insider, it wasn't Wrestling Observer, it wasn't uh, Fightful, you know, any of those kind of more reputable news sites. Um, but there was a link that was in my suggested on Facebook that said, could Andrade's tag team be the authors of pain? And I was like, well, there's a name I never would have come up with. Um, I don't know why it would be, but you know, I think, I think it also may have been written from a, can the authors of pain do something in pro wrestling? Um, but I, I, last I had heard, they don't, the reason they haven't done anything in pro wrestling since leaving WWE is they've decided to go back to whatever they were doing before. And so I don't know, I'd love to see him back if that's, you know, if anywhere, he did make a comment that it's not who you think it is, which I don't know that we've been led to know who we think it should be. So, okay. Um, I, I have no preconceived notions as to who this could be, um, but I'm excited to see it. And I'm hoping if I don't watch uh, Dynamite, that's on Dynamite, correct? I think so. Yes. So it's hard to keep that straight sometimes. Um, it, it is. It is now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I don't know Saturday night what's going to be. So whether I'm going to be able to watch that live or not, uh, I might have to try to stay off social media, though, because that's something where I'd rather not know until I am watching the show and go, oh, it's. Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil. I don't know, whatever. Um, I think I'm strong in saying it's not those two guys. Um, th- there'd be a forbidden door opening. Um, oh, let's just end that there. Um, Jade Cargill beat Sky Blue. I think we've talked about Jade enough. And, and Sky Blue, I think, has something, again, a project for AEW. Um, I think she's talented and I think could could be a piece for them down the road. So, um, and then the Philly street fight, Ricky Starks beats Brian Cage. I thought it was a good Philly street fight. I thought it was a good way to end the show in Philly. You know, if you think about how they tape it, um, that ends the show. I thought that was a strong ender, you know, for them with a street fight and, and Starks keeps the title. I think it'll be interesting to see if this is the end, then where do each of them go on? Um, and maybe it's not the end. I don't know. I kind of hope it is, though, because I feel like this has been going on long enough. Like, let's see Brian Cage do something else. Let's see Ricky Starks do something else. Um, I'm ready for this to be over. It's been a good feud, but I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah, if, if Inner Circle wasn't getting into what I think is going to be a long-term thing with American Top Team and Men of the Year, you know, Inner Circle Team Taz could be could mm-hmm. be interesting. And, and Jericho and Taz kind of, you know, Maybe tease that. Maybe didn't tease that on commentary a little bit during that match. So that would be interesting. I agree. I agree. That would be. Well, so the last thing kind of we want to talk about is, is Lynn leading into this weekend. We've talked a little bit about this weekend, but especially Friday. Um, obviously, Friday is Rampage Live. Saturday, as you've mentioned, Saturday is Dynamite Live, which is I, I, I'm with you. I love when they're live. Uh, makes them a little more unpredictable. Makes them a little more. I, you have a little more of that somebody could show up kind of thing where most likely on a tape show, Homicide showed up. Okay, fine. But like Adam Cole wasn't going to show up on a tape show. Brian Danielson wasn't going to show up on a tape show. Um, you know, if Bray Wyatt comes into AEW, he's not going to show up on a taped rampage. He's going to be on live, you know, something. Um, and I'm not suggesting that Bray Wyatt will show up this weekend. I don't think if he had a 90 day, I don't think it's up yet. I think it's right before full gear. Um, so the end of the month, but, um, I love the unpredictability, but Friday night, 
SmackDown decides that they're because they're going to FS1 for a week because of the ALCS, they're going to add a half an hour and be in a two and a half hour show. And I believe they've announced from what our friend Rob had said, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks for that last half hour. I, or he insinuated that it's for the last half hour, seems to be the main event, um, which would go head to head with the first half hour of Rampage on TNT. Tony Khan counterpunches and says, okay, we're going to put a buy-in, which is a weird name when you're not buying Rampage, but um, but a buy-in first hour pre-show, basically just making Rampage a two-hour show on, on Friday night, but the first hour is not going to be on TNT, it's going to be on YouTube. Oh, and by the way, we're not only going to do Bobby Fish and Lee Moriarty, which sounds crazy. We're going to do Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki on YouTube on Friday night. Yeah, if you ever were like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know which show I'm going to pick. Like, with what's been happening lately, how would you not go, shoot, that's cool. I I can tell you, uh, I think you and I talked before we recorded my wife and I watch a show on Netflix that comes back on Friday. Most likely going to be binging that Friday night a little bit because I know that's what she would like to do. And, and I think that's, uh, and I would like to too, because I enjoy that show as well. If by chance or not watching that show and I am watching, I, it, there's, there's zero question at eight o'clock my time, nine o'clock your time. Even if I were watching SmackDown live, it's being recorded. I'll catch the last hour and a half later. I'm going to YouTube. Like Brian Danis and Minoru Suzuki, they have met one time one on one. It was in 04. Uh, I believe you said Danielson made comment that there is no video footage of that match. I don't think Danielson, you know, maybe Danielson did say that. Or someone else, someone else had alluded to like that that, that, that there's there's they're confident there was a um like a hard cam probably set up, but it wasn't like this was before New Japan World, right? So, right, not not it wasn't streamed anywhere. I wonder if it's available on New Japan World now. I don't have New Japan World anymore, but um, anyways, so there may or may not be footage of this match. Crazy, 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 crazy. They're gonna beat each other up, and it's gonna be fun, and I'm gonna love it. And then you give Bobby Fish and Lee Moriarty, which is gonna be a really fun match too. Moriarty, obviously, a new signee to AEW and an upcoming star. Fish, you know, the grizzled veteran. The grizzled old veteran, perhaps. Not grizzled young veteran. Um, And then on Rampage, I think there's... You got Punk and Seidel. I can't remember now. I used to have those lineups in front of me. The the Lucha Bros match that we were talking about a few minutes ago. Well, that's Uh, on Dynamite. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. I jumped ahead. Um. But you've got a crazy lineup on, on Rampage as well. And then you got a crazy lineup on Saturday night for Dynamite as well. It just Seriously. AEW puts out cards, and every week there's one match, like Darby and Nick Omaroto for this last week, for instance, where I go, okay. But that's going to be used to further a story, probably, and, you know, whatever. But then the rest of the card, I'm like, pay-per-view match, pay-per-view match, pay-per-view match. Like, just insane to me what they can put out right now. And, and he's got so many and, and there's going to be more people coming in there's going to be more stars who get made as far as like the daniel garcias of the world who are going to get elevated and the jungle boys of the world who are already elevated but are going to go even higher um you know ethan page and scorpio sky obviously are getting a, a really 
featured spot now with American Top Team Junior. That, that's happening on Rampage. The Inner Circle, uh, Sammy, Chris, Jericho, and Jake Hager versus uh, the Men of the Year, and Junior Dos Santos making his pro wrestling debut. I was a big Dos Santos fan back in the UFC days when he was a heavyweight you know, kingpin. Um, we had a UFC fantasy league at that point that we were running, um, and, and Dos Santos was a, a beast in that league. Uh, for a while there, so I'm, I'm. I think it'll be fun to see him. I thought the punches he was throwing on whether that was Wednesday or Friday, I get them all mixed up. Um, looked fine. I thought what he did looked good. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to see that on Friday. I mean, holy smokes, it's just crazy. It's crazy what AEW can lay out there right now. Just crazy. I don't know. I don't know what no, else it's crazy. That's that's a very fair and, and again building on the crazy. We're just lucky. We are just so lucky and fortunate to have this, to be in this time. And 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 I, and I really don't want to take it for granted at all. So when I say like it's hard for me to 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 make sure I'm making time, like you know, wrestling isn't my entire life. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't, get, I don't get paid to, to to watch wrestling. Write about wrestling would be would be awesome. Um, so, someone someone's out there listening and wants to say hey. I know that you're really cool in the nonprofit space. We'd love to offer you this position over here. I'll listen. You know, I'll, I'll entertain that that offer. Both, but it's, both it's, spot it's, monkeys will listen to that offer. <laughs> so yeah, precisely. Um, probably not the reality of my life. So um, you have to be mindful with your disposable time and the things you're investing into. And as much as I would love to have that be a thousand percent wrestling, uh, some days, not every day, because you burn out. Um, right. AEW is clearly a spot where, uh, as we've talked about many times, uh, is worthy and deserving of our time and attention. And 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 they are returning fans uh, to the I hate to say glory days because everyone's glory days are different. But like the, the 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 reasons why you love pro wrestling and connect to the energy and the and the passion, they're building on that and they're giving it to you. Yeah, they're they're returning your investment tenfold. You investing your time, they're making it worth it. Um, and I, and we've talked about it before, and, and no reason to belabor it. But you know, there's the struggle with WWE. I don't I don't want to give them three hours of my time to watch Raw because in the end, I don't feel like it was a good use of my three hours. I'll give AEW three hours of my time every week with two hours of Dynamite, one hour Rampage, or four hours this week, whatever. Um, I don't watch Dark and Dark Elevation. I just don't have the time. I think they've done some nice jobs of making stories happen on those shows and, and making them not just squash match, squash match, squash match. Um, so kudos to them for doing that. But I just don't have time. Uh, but I'll give them three hours of my time because in the end, I'm happy I did that. I, I enjoy those three hours. And it's, it's not like three hours because I can fast forward commercials. But Yeah, time well spent. Right. So I, I'm loving it. Well, as we move forward, uh, next week we are going to be recording on Wednesday night, late, late Wednesday night, um, probably around 10 o'clock Central, 11 o'clock uh, Eastern. So if you want to join us live on YouTube, uh, that will be an option for you. Uh, so somewhere around 10 o'clock, uh, we won't be able to pinpoint you know, exactly the moment, uh, but keep an eye on our YouTube. Click that notification bell on our YouTube page. It'll tell you when we go live uh, if you want to. So that'll pop up for you. Um, if you want to join us live on Wednesday night, we are going to be, I don't know if you're going to want to join us for this, but we're going to be making picks for Crown Jewel. 
Um, and maybe having just a moment of conversation, not making picks, um, but about Halloween Havoc uh, that will be coming up the, before we record then again uh, might be worth a, a quick conversation around anything we're excited about for that. Um, Tom, I know you haven't seen NXT. I haven't finished NXT from this week, uh, but obviously the build is is well in play and well in line or well happening. I don't know what the word I want there is. It's happening. They're building for Halloween Havoc. That's the point I'm trying to make here. Um, and 10-year-olds like, well, anyways, we won't go there again. Um, but um, So we'll probably touch on Halloween Havoc next week, but the, the crux of it will be our head-to-head picks. They will be counting for our head-to-head uh, competition for Crown Jewel, which is happening the next day. Um, so that we'll try to get that out on the podcast feed before uh, Crown Jewel goes out as well. Join us then uh, for those picks. Tom, anything else you want to talk about or say here before we sign off? Yeah, just joking back to uh, folks uh, who are listening who may hear this before next Wednesday. You may recall the last time that we recorded late. Um, I think it was a good episode. I, I know it was a good episode. Um, at the same time, I uh, it's late on the East Coast. It's late in the Midwest. So um, if you want to hear Delirious Tom, uh, you may want to tune in live. That's right. And when I say next Wednesday, you know, it, you never know when somebody might be listening to this. I should say that it'll be Wednesday, October 20th. Uh, so for anybody who's listening to this uh, in the year of our Lord, 2021. So if you happen to be listening to this in 2025, uh, I don't know why you are, but thank you. We appreciate you downloading as well, even four years from now. Um, but yes, so Wednesday, October 20th, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock Central, 11 o'clock Eastern. Uh, eight o'clock Pacific, I guess, if we have anybody out there who's listening to us, uh, but join us uh, if you'd like to on live and, and interact with us in the comments, that'd be great. Um, it's always fun to get some comments or questions or um, even digs at us. We're okay. We, we can take them. So uh, thanks for joining us though, everybody have a great week. Enjoy some wrestling. Enjoy rampage. Enjoy SmackDown. If you're excited about SmackDown, cool. Enjoy the King of the Ring and the Queens crown tournament. Yeah, well, maybe we'll talk about more of that when we talk about Crown Jewel next week, since I think those finals are happening there. Um, we, we can hit on that later. But have a great week. Everybody stay safe. We'll talk to you next week.